Happy New Year. Thank you. Today we're discussing COVID and how it's affecting our world. Again. Another episode of Meet the Shoe. I'm Sade. And I'm Nina. And today we have a pleasure of speaking with high school recording arts. One of their directors, um, they are giving us the lowdown on how COVID-19 is affecting the school system. Mm-hmm. And I would like to introduce you all to Mama Shy. Hello, Mama Shy. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm blessed. Highly favored. Hi. Yeah. And so during um COVID-19 starting, um how did that affect the school system in the beginning? What did you guys do to protect oh. the children from um you know mask and uh In the beginning it was just like I mean it was craziness. Um, but what we did was we jumped in like really the best we could. This was before vaccine or anything, and it was it became mask and and um, social distancing, and hand sanitizing. Then we did the the piece where um, the hybrid, you know, where we were setting it up so that we could have young people that could go online, mm-hmm. you know, go on class, do class online. Um, very limited situation for coming into the building, and eventually we. Um, we shut down. There was no coming, no entering into the building. I was one of the essential workers. You know, we stayed. Uh, uh, several of us were here every day in the building because, you know, the young people, the population we serve, uh, a lot of them would, would uh, come to the building needing, just in need of something. You know okay. what I mean? So we just tried to make sure that somebody was here all the time and available. But uh, it disrupted. But we... I will say, you know, I'm really proud of um, High School for Recording Arts because the team, the staff they have here that does the school, I am a, uh, I'm a program of High School for Recording Arts. Mm-hmm. I'm the uh, CYC, Check Yourself Group, uh, COVID emissaries, but that's what we're here talking about today. But we are the Check Yourself Health and Wellness Center at High School for Recording Arts. And we've done, you know, a series of things, HIV and AIDS and STDs, and, um, uh, teen pregnancy prevention, violence. But um, with COVID, you know, it was, it was, it was that everybody had to pull together like really fast and figure out how are we going to continue to do education, but to, um, you know, keep keep everybody's safety first. Right. It was safety first, and so it was definitely it was it was a it was a, a situation that um, we jumped in and just did the best we could, like really fast. I'm amazed at how the school was able to to function. Um, the nice thing about it was that we had already kind of had some experience. They had HSRA had had um had already. Uh, visited with doing video classes and stuff like that. Okay. So they had a kind of a little jump on 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 that piece, you know, where we could go online okay. and do 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 classes with the young people. 
So, the so kids, the um, kids. some of it, some of it works really well for some students. Some mm -hmm. students do really well with virtual learning, and then others don't. They need hands on, and they need to be in the building. So it was it was tough for them. But we we ended up getting all the the um, the tablets out and making sure everybody had internet in their homes, and you know, just it was it went down. It went down so that school could continue. Do you guys offer tutoring to the students at their home or in the school, like one-on-one -on -one or just in a small group setting with, with COVID, you know, affecting you? Do you offer that? Yes, we do offer um, tutoring and one-on-one. Uh, -on -one. There's, there's so many resources and so much available for the young people here at High School for Recording Arts mm -hmm. in the school. And so I don't want to really speak like too much for the school. Okay. Um, because they have a wonderful group of um, uh, administrators and people that actually run the school part of, of HSRA. Uh -huh. I am a program director here, but I deal with um, uh, Check Yourself Health and Wellness um, that has a focus. I have the greatest peer education group, and I say, in the country, or I have had over the years. Shout out to all the Check, check Yourself crew members, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. past and present. Um, is generations the program's like 30 years old. Okay. So, so how, what is your program actually about, about and what made you start this program? Oh my goodness. This program started uh, back in February of 1992 wow. at an organization called the City Inc. Okay. Yeah. And the City Inc. was an a alternative school, um, but they had wraparound services. And so at the time, HIV and uh, AIDS, STDs was a big, big thing going on in our community. The numbers were off the chain and people were, it was a subject matter that wasn't pleasant. You know, people just didn't want to talk about it. And a lot of times, uh, teachers, you know, if you're not comfortable with talking about sexuality or whatever, you know, how are you going to teach it if you're not comfortable with the conversation? And mm -hmm. so one of the things that ended up happening was, um, the, we got a grant, and that's how the program started. The target population that I chose to um, focus on was street culture, African-American street culture, and gang-involved youth. Okay. And so um, that was, you know, and I tell people all the time, you know, it wasn't the have-all, be-all. You know, people thought, well, because they had given um, – you know, uh, created a budget for this type. All African-American young people, let me say this, are not street cultured or gang involved. Right. But this is what I decided that I was going to work with. By, so by, 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 you, by you teaching the African-Americans um, in gang-related, um, you know, situations, by you catering to that part of the community, um, what would be the drawbacks that you've had for that from with trying to teach them from coming out the streets and they should, you know, consistently get an AIDS and HIV test. And then now having to be like daily or weekly, especially with going to work, having to get a COVID test. What is the conversations that you have with those um, youth that come in, you know, that are actually some that's coming out of prison and has to come to your program or, you know, go to your high school because, you know, a lot of people that's in the music industry has, has a background that's not 
you know, that's statistic wise, they, they usually do, but the ones that do and the ones that don't, what's your drawbacks from that? Like how, you know, a lot of this, I'm sorry, a lot of, a lot of it, the drawback today with a lot of this stuff is social media. Okay. Let me just keep it real. It's so social, social media, media and false news. Fake it. And it just, fake. yeah, fake news, false news, whatever y'all call it. Right. And um, <laughs> it's just a bunch, you know, like a lot of times that is taken, that makes it really hard for us sometimes to go forward when we're trying to educate and do fact. Like we, I, I have a thing called fact check okay. where we do fact check and, you know, it's, it's checking yourself and in checking yourself, you need to be able to do a fact check. And so we are real serious about asking, where did you get this information? You know right. what I mean? And, 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 and backing it up and let's research it. You know, don't just let somebody tell you something mm -hmm. um, and you take it and run, run with it. We need to do due diligence and you need to be able to do some things and check some things for yourself. I mean, I love and appreciate, you know, I respect the, the title mama shy because when you put mama in front of something that's that's the real that's the real deal you know right so i really want to always be like keep it real with them you say how do what do we do is just like trying to keep it real and keep it honest right and then also being able to sit down and say you know okay let's take a look at this you know mm -hmm. i do an education piece on um covid a big education piece a lot of a lot of young people don't even realize that the lead scientist um for the vaccine is an african-american woman right so it's kind of like i don't know i probably went off the, i don't even know i can't remember <laughs> the question you asked me i probably went off but it's just um you just talk to the young people keep it real um be okay with not agreeing right i seen in one of your videos Thanks. that you had um had a conversation with them um the students um, before when, when COVID first started and they first come out with the vaccine. And so you said with them going into the meeting that all of them, majority of them was like, no, I'm not getting vaccinated. Right. You had, right. A, you had a focus group where you discussed the importance of COVID and what it means in our community. Right. And all of them said no. And it was pertaining to their, um, uh, the older people telling them about the Tuskegee uh, experiment, right? So that was their, that's what everyone is afraid of, right? And then also they're afraid of how it has come out so fast, right? And nobody wants to get it because they have found it, you know, they give it too easily. And also because what I found out the last few days was because you can still get there's a lot of people in this past week that have the shot and they've got a couple shots and they still are getting sick. So how are you educating or pushing people to get the vaccination? Because a lot of people is just comfortable with, oh, I'll just go to Walmart or Walgreens or uh, CVS and do the daily, the the rapid, I think it's called, um, mm -hmm. tests. And um, I'll take that in my car on my way into your house. And if it says that I'm clear, then I'm good, you know. So they're not wanting to get that shot. Also, what is the difference between how you had to teach people about getting a yearly AIDS and HIV test? Because you're very knowledgeable. Like, that's what you're known for, really. And 
Um, how did you how did you go from, you know, your your changing your conversation from <laughs> you had the weekly, you got a yearly get an AIDS and HIV test, and now you need to weekly get a COVID test and you also need to get a shot. Well, really, I, when I talked about HIV, it wasn't just a yearly test. It was a, of course, I want you to go and have your annual test and, and let HIV um, testing be a part of what happens to you when you get your annual checkup. Mm -hmm. But you need to get an HIV test if you're participating in unprotected sex, period. Every time, right? Every yeah. time, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because the thing for that was, I need you to be... Um, practicing safer sex and safer sex meaning using a condom a latex condom barrier every single time you have sex correctly right um you know and and to not share needles of any kind mm -hmm. that means your ear piercing your tattooing your you know if you're shooting dope whatever it is you might be doing you know so there was a whole lot you know you just don't wait um once a year to do that you know your behavior determines okay. how often you need to go and be tested. Okay. So, um, okay, to answer that question, and then what was it? What was the, I'm sorry, what was the other part of it? <laughs> um, and then how do you get the people to be comfortable with taking a um, COVID? You know, how does that, Matt, you know, go together? Education. Education okay. is, is really important. Education regarding HIV and AIDS and STDs in our community, mm -hmm. you know, um, talking to people, and talking to people in in a in a, in a way that that they understand, okay. you know what I mean. If I come in and I'm quoting a whole bunch of scientific jargon and you know saying stuff that people are looking at you like, what <laughs> are you talking about? You know, right. there were places that used to say, well, we don't want you to 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 use the word condom or whatever, and I'm like, what? You know, prophylactic, really? Okay, the population <laughs> that I picked, we're not doing pro prophylactic. We're doing Condoms. So the so 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 other people that 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 may that that want you to come and um that hire you to come in and speak and talk about your programs they want you they try to pick you know particular words or ways for you to have the conversation. Back then, yeah, it was it was kind of hard with HIV and STDs because I used to tell people, you know, everything's not for everybody, and my style and mannerism was not for everybody. I was very unconventional. I used terms that a lot of times adults or people were uncomfortable with. Okay. But I was trying to get a message to young people. I picked to choose young people, African-American street culture, young right. people from the ages of 13, I think, was to 24 at the time. Okay. They're using words that I, you know, I mean, I'm on your podcast. So I want to be respectful. But um, anybody that knows me, you know, we, I, I used to just go in, on my outreach and, and be like, how many shorties you got? You know, right. somebody would tell you, oh, I got four shorties. And and and, and they got four baby mamas. And then, um, and then uh, tell you that the kids are, you know, six months apart or wow. whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean sometimes? So then that gives me, that opens the door for me to talk to you because mm -hmm. that tells me you're having unprotected sex. Right. You're having unprotected sex with multiple people. Right. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And then are they having sex with other people? Mm -hmm. Right. And you're continuing to have sex with other people. And that's how I used to do. I used to do this little tree thing and say, are you feeling lucky? And, right. and, and show it how it branches off right. because really, when you're having sex, you're having sex with everybody they had sex with. 
Exactly. Right. Have sex with the person. And so, you know, it was just those kind of things and just really being able to talk to them and being comfortable. You know, being people can young people can tell if you're uncomfortable having a conversation with them about something. What's your? I I didn't always use the term intercourse. Right. I used the term that they use in the street. I didn't always say (laughs) um, if you're, um, you know, having anal sex. I I use the term. That was in Right. Stuff like that. Right. So I mean, I just it, it was just a matter of how do you go about approaching you know, the population that you need to understand. And, and what my thing with my peer educators, which was so great and fabulous about them, was bringing them in. First of all, they're brilliant. They were brilliant. Uh, shout out, like I said to y'all, y'all are brilliant. And, um, but to teach them, you know, to come in and, and be using the street slangs and everything, but then to also educate and teach on what the other terminologies were. That's what's important. You need to be able to go to the pool hall and outreach and give a message okay. and talk however people are talking there. But then you need to be able to go and do a presentation at the White House or wherever, mm-hmm. you know, and everything in between. So I used to just tell them all the time, what's going to make you successful is that you can do it from A to Z. Okay. And, and, uh, and also, um, at the High School um, of Recording Arts, what... What does a what does a what gets a child there? Like, what makes them pick your your school to go there? Like, outside of because some some kids would say um, they want to go there, they want to be a musician, but they don't know where to start. Like, they don't know they they don't feel like they have a talent. So, what all things do you guys offer there? Well, like I said, Danita, I really kind of want to stay away from the school part of it because okay. I'm not the school authority okay and but i can tell you just from being here all these i'm years, saying if they have but the but the kids you're you're saying that the kids that have a background like that want to get to your school and they want to be a part of your program right oh, they're welcome i'm like come one come all okay that's what i do i okay. do young people i love young people mm-hmm. i tell people that um you know, this Check Yourself Health and Wellness Center mm-hmm. at High School for Recording Arts is my ministry. Okay. This is as simple as that. It's the yeah. ministry that I was given. And I have been given, blessed and been given favorable young people mm-hmm. and been able to approach them and talk to them on any subject matter. Mm-hmm. And and right now, I've just been in their face so much about COVID, mm-hmm. but it's, you know, it's it's all of it. It's just, um, you know, this is, this is, um, MJ, Hi, MJ. Uh, how are you? Check yourself, crew member. Has been in here, been in here for years now. His mm-hmm. sister, uh, L'Oreal, was a crew member. Uh-huh. I've got generations of young what people. Age? Uh, what age are you uh, dealing with? Adults, like a uh, older crowd, educating them on um, COVID and yes, HIV. I am. Yes, I've been dealing with young people and their parents. And in some cases, their grandparents. I offer programming (laughs) where they can come in and we can sit down. I have several videos that I use that we talk about COVID. We talk about the vaccine and what all of that entails. And um, we we eat, we have a discussion, you know, um, and then if if they're interested in getting the vaccine, you know, we talk about that. I will see to it, get them signed up, take them, hold their hand, 
do whatever is necessary um, for them to to go through the process and not feel. Because I found out, and a lot of it is just that nobody had been really willing to do that with right. them. And what people don't understand is our kids are not just sitting down watching CNN or looking at the Center of Disease Control updates or whatever. So a lot of the information that's given, because they have a lot of information that's being given out here on COVID, but it's not being given in a way that um, they understand and receive. You know what I mean? And you want to make sure that you are um, given information in a way that a person can receive it. Because right. if they can't receive it, the only way they're going to make behavior changes or do things is that they receive the information that you give them. And that means you have to speak it in a way that that they hear you. So, um, MJ, how has the program benefited you by you being a part of the program for some time? What do you bring to the program and what has it done for you? I can't hear him. I'll start with the first question. I'll start with the first question. Okay. Uh, the first question is, um, you said, how has it helped me? Yes. For me, um, well, I used to be, I was homeless for like four years before I came to the program. Okay. So like, um, and I had no, see, I know, I know who Mama Sally was from being like younger and she'd always drop my sister off and I always see her car. Okay. But I didn't know that was, I didn't know that that was her. Cause I've seen her get out the car a few times and talk to her and, you know, um, but once I really got in the program, it really changed a lot of things, you know, um, as far as my uh, brain processing. Mm -hmm. So, like, just being around good people, you know, really helps you a lot with that. Because, um, like I said, I was homeless for four years, so and I graduated. They helped me graduate. Mm -hmm. They helped me with housing. They helped me with um, careers. They helped me even, you know, uh, get, like, big, like, get jobs and other things to have opportunities. Okay. But um, what I bring, I bring um, stability. I actually um, I bring a lot of knowledge and education for people who want to actually learn, you know, crew members who want to learn. I, I, uh, I'm, a, I'm a musician, producer slash artist, so I, I bring education, musical education to the table. You know, I've always helped out a lot. Um, and I can't remember your last question yet, so I'm sorry. <laughs> no, just how it, how, how it has helped you since you've been in a program. What What's the benefits of, of it? And what do you bring to other people that is a part of the, um, the program you know, to do the same things that you've been doing, how you've been benefiting, how do you encourage them to do so? Oh, by always jumping in and always jumping in and being ready to do anything that's relative to the program. Just do it. Just hop in and just do it and do it with excellence. Uh, just like we're directed to by the director. So that's what I'm going to do. Um, so the biggest thing for me, though, that's really done, it's helped me learn how to deal with people. Because, like, people come in all shapes, colors, sizes, all this, that. So, like, when you really meet people and you see that people got problems, people got bad <laughs> results, people got, like, like, people are so diverse and crazy. So, you know, just being here, it just helps right. me know how to deal with people. Like, the staff are different than the students. The students are different than the peers. It's just crazy sometimes how much life can really, once you step back and really look at what you do on a daily basis, the stuff that you put up with, and not put up with, but experience. It's, it's just crazy. It's actually, you wouldn't give it up for anything. So. So, right. being, so being in that environment has helped your mind change for the better. What would, what 
story can you give us that has helped you refrain from a way that you used to act <laughs> versus uh, <laughs> what you do and how you would act now by being in the program? The program has made you change your life and I'm sure it's made you not be so angry, you know, re re react so fast. So what can you tell us or tell the younger people that could be watching, um, <laughs> you um, know, how to refrain from uh, your past, I would say. Um, to be honest, it's kind of crazy that you asked this specific question too, because this just happened today. Oh, well, we want to know it. Spill it, spill it, spill it. I woke up this morning. I woke up this morning and I finally decided, oh my God, you know, I'm a, I choose to let go all trauma and all anger that I have towards anyone who ever wronged me and I forgive and I truly meant that with my heart and it was like you know I felt a big weight come off me a little bit you know and then um mm -hmm. somebody who you know uh did some stuff financially okay. and they owed me over like 400 plus dollars you know I seen them okay I seen them, I seen them in the store Whoa. Wow. and then I seen them and he's been lying to me this person has has belittled me lied to me stabbed me in the back Mm -hmm. And I've uh, done a lot of shady things to me, you know, and I've been on the other side of that, you know, really helping this person out. So, like, when I seen him, I felt like that was a test, you know, it was like a test. I'm like, why of all days when I said this to myself <laughs> in my room, why would I see this person in person? <laughs> and then he came up to me and tried to shake my Whoa. head. Like, like, I was like, oh, my God, you did it again. <laughs> so, be, be honest, when you saw him coming towards you with his hand, what were you thinking? I didn't even see him. My, my, my roommate seen him. So why does that guy keep looking at you? He came up and oh, what up, man? What up? I looked. I was like, bro. <laughs> 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 you you slap your hand with the money in it or something. Right. <laughs> slap that cash in my hand that you all right. <laughs> I was like, there's no way. I was like, oh, what up, man? Oh, yeah. And I feel like that was a test for me to prove. Yeah. So I'm you really humbled yourself to shake his hand? Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay, you need some claps. You need some claps for that, for sure. The old me can you can you go to my roommate, can you go find uh, this over there for me? Because I don't know where it's at. Right. I was like, now it's just you and me. Right. The security guard stopped me all the way. <laughs> well, I'm glad you, I'm glad you refrained yeah. from that. Because guess what? You could have been in jail. Right. Anything. That's, that's what we want them to process and think about. You know, sometimes you make those rash decisions and they can lead to so much. Like, you know, you just, you don't know how those things are going to turn out. Right. And uh, the things, the way they are today, you know, it's like so much, so much violence and so much just, I mean, it, it's like we need, we need community love. We need Definitely. to have some tolerance we need to keep praying i'm so glad to hear him say you know right. we talk about that and i mean i don't know you know we're we're on this show and mm -hmm. they always talk about separation of you know church and state oh, separate, whatever, separate, yeah. mm -hmm. we need jesus and i'm just gonna say that that's right. that's mama shy talking that's not hsra talking that's not that's me talking personally right. about mm -hmm. my babies these mm -hmm. children that I love mm -hmm. in this community right. um, and what is going on in this community in reference to, you know, just all the violence and just the things that are, that are happening. Mm -hmm. And I, um, what, I'm what, gonna... what, what is, what is also you guys' prevention that you do um, 
to help them with like their mental state right now, the mental awareness of um that's going on have, in the world. So, um, HSRA has a therapist. I okay. mean, we have we have therapy. Our our kids are able to see a therapist. Okay, they also can um you know the staff is here is available. I I'm available. Um, okay, I talk to them. I you know we we have all types of conversations. Um, resources. You know, we make resources available mm-hmm. for young people. And then sometimes they need you to, you know, this is the thing, sometimes they need you to walk them through. Okay. Sometimes you need to take them by the hand. Right. And just walk them through. Because sometimes they've grown up so, you know, all alone and on the street. And, you know, a lot of times we just take things for granted and we think people know things and they don't necessarily know things. But they also know a lot of things. You know what I mean? I don't want to make it seem like that because they're and these, these young people are brilliant. You know, people talk about me and Mama Shy and director of the program. And the truth of the matter is young people direct me. Right. I'm smart enough to know that to listen to them mm-hmm. is how we can get something done. When you ask them what do they what are they standing in need of? Mm-hmm. What can I do to, to to help you? And then it's important to listen to them, to just not always as adults to do all the talking. Right. Yeah. Because sometimes that's just all it is. I mean, Danina, you know that, you know, yeah. well, you know, we got history. <laughs> right. um, it's just, uh, it's just really important. So yeah, really, really, I, I am directed. To be honest with you, the young people direct me. That's and right. I, you know what to do, Mama Shai, because I listen to them and I ask them what I need me though. And you and so- know, that is so like um, inspiring, uplifting amongst all the other great things about you. But that's so good that you said that because there's so many adults, right, that are not listening to the younger people, right? Because they feel like they know it all. They can't be taught anything. And they're not realizing as as you get older, you're supposed to look back, right? You're supposed to lean on each other. But a lot of times people be so stuck in their ways, they feel like nobody, you know, younger can tell them anything. They get, you know, real, real disrespect. That's where the disrespect a lot of times come in because somebody that's younger is trying to teach and tell them what's going on right now. They're still talking about what was going on back then. (laughs) So that's good that you said that. Because I'm always said well back in the day you right. know and even with right. young people the program is over 20 what 24 years old okay. the, the young people have changed right in that time frame right. you know what i mean mm-hmm. youth is even different right and so i tell them what's what's y'all's job to do to keep me what right? mm-hmm. <laughs> really that's okay. right Tell me who's who, who's on the charts, the rappers, and who's the listen. Because right. I gotta be able to talk to young people. You know now what they, what they, what they are not doing enough of <laughs> is teaching me how to use all this social media. <laughs> right. Teach you how to use the social media, right? But I, I really want to personally thank you because. My son graduated from your school, my oldest. And I was in a time of my life, I was not around. And 
he needed somebody. So that mother figure in that school was there. You was there to help him through. And he graduated on time and everything. Now he's 32 years old. What, 31 years old. (laughs) And he has a daughter. So I have a grand baby. So she's four. So and I'll let you you know who he is. I have to say this. You say he's 31? One? (laughs) <laughs> Shout out you. Could you let everyone know um, about the shirt um, that I have on and that you have on? Can you um, inform them on how you came up with this design and um, how long it's been in effect? Okay. Well, you know, um, this this program was modeled um, because of who I was reaching out to was modeled um, from a gang uh, setting, I think. Okay. And you know, with gangs, there's always colors uh-huh. and symbols, right? Right. So, what our colors were were the liberation colors. I picked red, black, and green okay. for this program. It's how we were going to represent. Mm-hmm. And um, we had uh, the AIDS continent. Mm-hmm. I mean, the African continent with the AIDS ribbon in it. Mm-hmm. Okay. This what the shirt you have on, Danita, is to check yourself. Right. If you look at it, it's a check okay. and a Y and a S. Check yep. yourself. Right. Nice. So that's the logo mm-hmm. of the program, done in red, black, and green. And then this is our new one. This is a stop sign, uh-huh. and it's COVID. Stop COVID. Uh-huh. And you, it's oh, got okay. the check yourself in it, the, the CYC logo in it, and then it's got the word COVID. That's right. nice. So, that's nice. So, yeah, stop sign, stop COVID. Okay. So, um, yeah, and so that's how we've. We've kind of operated, you know, that's how we identify ourselves. Um, old school, it used to happen every generation, like with uh, Check Yourself Crew, old school Check Yourself Crew would see the new kids and they would have the shirt on or or the hoodie or whatever. And they'd be like, what's up with that? You know, your, you know your mission statement? What's up with your mission statement? Because we had a mission statement. I mean, we got down. We were structured like, a, you know, we family. Right. It was an organization. Okay. And so... They would see them and they, they used to tell me, they come up and tell me, we seen some of your old school check yourself crew members and they seen us on the bus <laughs> or they seen us somewhere and they made us say the mission statement and this and that and the other. But, you know, it was a good thing, a positive thing. Yeah. To be serving, like they would say, yeah, we serving the block 
you serving the block, they were serving condoms. They were right. serving information. Serving they were serving education. Mm-hmm. To be a part of something that's positive. Right. To be able to show your brilliance. And then to love on your community. Mm-hmm. To be able to give your community information and stuff that's life-saving. Right. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Okay. And just and in a way, in a way that your peers can receive it. And so, you know, I just I, I thank God because it has been um it has been a, a, a journey, you know, and and it's it's been the life. Okay. It's it's been the life, the lifeline of uh what I'm able to do in the community with young people. I've had, I have checked yourself crew members that I've had, their, I got their grandkids. Oh, wow. wow. Okay. So, you know, I mean, it's just been a journey and it's, yeah. So and we got to keep on teaching. We got to keep on loving. We got to keep on understanding. We got to keep falling down and getting up. Right. We yes. got to keep talking about things that are difficult in our community. This violence is a difficult conversation. COVID is a diff- difficult conversation. HIV, AIDS, teen pregnancy, all of those things, because they're, they're just the conversation has to take place. We can't. There's no. There's no way you could possibly come up with a solution for right. any of it if you don't bring what you're saying is the problem to the table. Right. And that's why it was so important to me to take the young people to the meetings. Take. I used to tell them they would say, "Why do we got to go to these meetings? Because they're talking about you." Mm-hmm. They're saying that you're the reason why the numbers are rising. They're saying that look at COVID now. The young people are, are, are the ones that are, are um, that don't want to get the vaccination. Right. But it's, 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 it's important for them to know what's being talked about, what's being discussed. Right. And uh, so that means they need to be at the table. So that right. means that sometimes it's the responsible adult that has to invite them, drag them. Right. And it's on them. I, you, I mean, you know, I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm on that, well, there was a thing that you guys did where you asked a question about, I think, a quote or whatever. Um, I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was something about... Uh, the pivot? No, it was about an inspirational quote. Oh, okay. And, a, mm-hmm. and mine is, by any means necessary, Malcolm X. Oh, yes. Okay. And so they're all right. There he is. Yeah, I was looking for him earlier. Ray just popped in. I know our time is supposed to be yep. enough, but this is my my um COVID uh-huh. uh, coordinator manager for um TYC Emissaries program. This is Ray Womack. And so he's, he's Hi Ray, how doing, are you? He's been out there doing some work. So she, she had, while she was here talking, she had me doing all the dirty work, lifting this, <laughs> lifting this heavy couch, taking it from her. Oh, out wow. here, out to the dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> well, can you tell us? Can you give us a um quick synopsis on the um program, part of the program that you have? Well, the program that we had, we spread awareness to the community mm-hmm. about COVID. You know, okay. we first started out talking about about um about COVID and testing, and we started, we went into the vaccines. Uh-huh. We, mm-hmm. we, educate the, we educate the community on the importance of both. Okay. You know, and we talk about our stories, like me, uh-huh. I tell them, like, for example, you know, I'm vaccinated. I'm vaccinated and have, have a booster. I okay. actually caught COVID. And you still caught COVID? Yeah. Wow. Oh. Okay. Yeah. But, but let me tell you this, though. Because I was vaccinated and boosted, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I had I had very little symptoms at all. Nothing. Okay. I didn't have no temperature. I didn't feel bad. You know, 
And I was just how did you know you? How did you know you had it? Because we test every week. Okay. Every week. Okay. Okay. And I, and I didn't feel bad at all. I tested again. Uh, this was last week. Last I just got over last Thursday. I tested. I just okay. tested yesterday again. It's negative. Oh, you know, so it didn't, even, it, did, it didn't even last long. You okay. know, so they said because I, I'm vaccinated and got a booster, mm -hmm. I didn't have any feelings. I didn't feel bad at all. And it, it was it short-lived. Okay. So yeah. by you being the one that's kind of, you know, like you're the warrior that goes out in the street, right? You go in the street and tell the people about it and educate them on it? Yeah. I okay. tell them my story. So, so what do you what what have you done for people like um you know uh with Trump was in office last year and he released a lot of people um from prison right and so you, with with the rise of COVID being out in the street that that would be the same thing like and and I'm just relating those two because the people in the prison system don't get the education that you provide when you guys are out in the field, right? right? So has there been anyone that you've come encounter with that um, you had to help them as far as them coming from the prison system and back into the streets and not really knowing because then you have a limited amount of information when you're locked up versus yeah. now coming into the, you know, into the community. So how do you do, or um, people that are like, closed in they could be in um you know mental institutions nursing homes and nursing homes don't always mean um that you know somebody is really old it's just they could be there from having surgery but they're not in the world so those people are kind of lost in in the shuffle and you are a person that you know is out in the street so what person like you know that was a little bit different than um, you might have dealt with on a regular basis that you might have come encounter with that you had to educate about COVID? Well, a lot of times, a lot of people that's not educated with COVID, you know, especially in our community, mm -hmm. and which is sad, they don't believe it. They don't believe that that, that any of this is necessary. Okay. They're refusing, and some of them refusing to get tested. Some of them refusing to uh, get vaccinated. Okay. And I tell them like this, I say, you know what? I can't force anything on you. You know, I can educate you and inform you, mm -hmm. you know, to to the COVID protocols. You know what I'm saying? Six mm -hmm. feet, wash your hands. You know what I'm saying? Don't touch your face. Right. You right. know, stuff like get tested, get tested so that you can know your status. Even if you even if you refuse to be vaccinated, mm -hmm. get tested because right. you might not care about you. But do you care about your family? Do you right. care about right. your grandmother? Do you care about your mother? Do you care about your kids? So how you feel, how you gonna, how you think you feel if you catch COVID and you bring it home to your family and something happens to them, your elderly, your elderly grandmother dies from COVID, mm -hmm. you know, how would, how would that make you feel? Right. I told him, so sometimes you have to think about, you have to think outside the box. You got to think about other people than yourself, Okay. you know, and that's what I do. And I tell them, like, I work in the schools. Mm -hmm. I said, I take it because not only for me, protect myself, but I want to protect the students from me. Mm -hmm. You know, if I come in here and I, we got uh, 350 kids that, that go to this school, mm -hmm. if I come in here and have COVID and spread it throughout the school, mm -hmm. you know, I know how I would feel. Right. I would feel mm -hmm. bad. Okay. You know, so that's why that's why when we got to have the mandated testing, mm -hmm. I was with it because I feel everybody mm -hmm. should know you should know your status. 
Right. You should know what you're doing. You know, you should, you should know if you're affecting yourself or your community or your family. Mm. Yep. Okay. But the ultimate, but the ultimate choice to make, I tell them, is to get vaccinated because, mm-hmm. you know, I had a friend. I'm not gonna really say no names on it, but I had a friend mm-hmm. that we were both in the same surroundings. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Uh, he caught COVID. I did. Oh. You. Know, it was three of us actually. Uh-huh. You know. Two of us was vaccinated, one of us wasn't. Okay, I didn't catch it at all. Mm-hmm. The other person caught it and it only lasted two days, mm-hmm. but the unvaccinated person ended up with COVID pneumonia. Whoa. Mm-hmm. How did you, did you guys find out who brought it to y'all? Who gave it to y'all? No. 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 We were in, we were in, we were in social gatherings. Okay. You know, we had went to a, it was by, it was a funeral. Uh, 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 like a little house get together, mm-hmm. right. you know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. So we wouldn't really know exactly who. Okay. Who, but you know, I did have a situation where a person that did not want to be vaccinated. They didn't want to wait. Uh, we can't hear you. They did not want to be vaccinated. Okay. They did not want to be vaccinated. Mm-hmm. So they were all, they were always kind of running from me. Because they'll be like, oh, sorry, here she comes talking about my vaccine, you know, right. whatever. And so um, what happened was they ended up getting COVID, becoming very, very ill. Okay. Okay. Come closer. I can't, you went out again. It's a whole different story. They tell, they, they tell a story themselves. Mm-hmm. Oh, the difference and how they were they were afraid. And I tell people, I don't know. You know, we talk about the long term effects and all the different things about COVID. And well, we don't know what the long term. We don't because been here long enough, but one that you know is uh, we know that the short term effects. Okay. Right. So that's that one I, I I know of, and so I'm coming. I I I want to your your conversation and your decision on a bunch of stuff fake news okay it's not science-based we just have to really educate ourselves and so i want to i want to say this and then whatever ray wants to go back to Okay. Um we we're we're gonna um we want you guys to tell us any way that um people can get in touch with you and leave all the um the all your links in our in our chat and on our um 
YouTube because we <laughs> we have went over time. <laughs> well, we want to thank you guys for coming on and educating the community about the programs that you offer. And Danita, you know, I, I go out in the streets. I mess with a lot of them hood dudes out there that's out there in the streets that's refusing to get vaccinated. I tell them like this, you know, I'm going to keep it real with you. You always say you'd rather get caught with it than without it. Well, you better be caught with that vaccine than without it. Okay. <laughs> Okay. okay. Yeah. Hey, that was a good that was a good way to end it. Well, thanks y'all for tuning in. And we will be checking in with y'all again next month for Black History Month, okay? Thank you. All right, thank you. Thank you. All right. We're ending, y'all. Ocean, traveling in some motion.